This time on Slaughterhouse Princess. Vivid or Wonderland. There's no tagline. This costs like $8. This guy fucks people's minds with Viagra. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Hotlanta dodged a bullet. Yeah, it's not even his fault this time. No. Normally. No, usually he recommends a terrible movie and then dips. I recommended a terrible movie and he dipped. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. However, I am here. I am taking my medicine like a good podcaster does. That's true. It's yeah. the least you can do. If you recommend it, you should show up. Yeah, if I recommend a movie I know is terrible, I'm going to be here in solidarity with you. Yeah. And that's what I did. Spoilers. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, but at least it's a svelte 74 minutes. It is. At least it's only 74 minutes of pain and not like fucking 124 minutes of pain or something. It's yeah, it's definitely not too long. It's the only thing it has going for it. <laughs> so since we can't get to the end until we start, Chris, That's... how does this movie start? Um Well, we learn through uh some news footage about the new drug uh, whatever it was called. Wonderland, I believe. That's the street name for it. Yeah. That apparently like makes your dreams all crazy. You know, like no other drug ever does. Yeah. I mean, I know people who smoked weed just because it gave them crazy dreams. Yeah, if there was a shortage of anything in the world, it was stuff that altered your fucking concept of reality. Yeah, I mean, there's not like there's mushrooms, designer drugs, marijuana, alcohol, tobacco, nothing that you could ingest that would cause, that would alter your mental state in any way. Yeah, nothing at all. So, instead, we have Wonderland. Yeah. And, uh, we see, like, uh... A, a girl. Is it John Amplis? No, I wish it was. It would add some much needed class to this whole affair. <laughs> and she is, uh, let's say, tied up. She's wearing like a ma- some kind of mask, too, right? She's wearing like a mask and has those like little glow in the dark bracelets you get from like the fair or like a monster truck rally. I think that you mean that you wear to a rave. Uh, yeah, I guess. Also that. I don't know. I never went to a rave. I didn't either, but I think that's the implication is that she's like a rave party girl. I don't know. Yeah. She probably enjoys the Molly. Yeah, she was definitely all mollied up. Yep. Well, no, she was on Brain Viagra's. Yes, Wonderland. It gives her vivid dreams. And, uh, 
Okay, get, get ready for a lot of weird pauses as we try to figure out what the fuck is even going on. Or remember anything that happened in this movie, because boy, does it just wash over you and then drain away. Like, it, like, it washes over you and evaporates like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it would be like watching a series of cell phone commercials from the mid-2000s for 74 minutes and then being expected to recall anything you just saw. All you know is, can you hear me now? Yeah. Like, That's it. That's all you remember from it. I'll pull down two things, maybe, from that over an hour I spent doing that. <laughs> Chris just likes to watch pins drop next to telephone receivers. I have very specific needs that are fulfilled. <laughs> that's why I liked MCI so much. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a joke for old people. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but instead, we are treated to greasy haired dude expositing at her. Yeah. Which, you know, I think probably was in like every. Uh, Every scene set up in the script is greasy hair guy exposits. Yeah, interior, hallway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Only this one is some kind of like, I don't know, boiler room? Yeah. I think they had access to one building. But none, but only the public areas. Yeah, by access, I mean they wandered into it unannounced they just checked doors to see if they were locked if they weren't locked they shot in that room yeah that is how that worked and uh the guy expositing if if memory serves he is a serial killer by trade yes and he but he stopped killing people with his hands because that was just too pedestrian yeah, it's just, it couldn't even get him back to normal anymore. Nope. So instead, he invented a drug and he holds up the pill and it is a blue fucking Viagra pill. Yeah. Like 100% Viagra. And somehow this drug makes him able to psychically link with people who take it. Yeah. He Which doesn't I take it. They, they take, take it. it. And also, the Wonderland, or possibly it's a Wonderland. Is the Viagra, and he's yes. just learned how to exploit it? I, it's, it's unclear. No, no, so it's not... Okay, in the movie, the pill is not Viagra. The pill is Wonderland. But yeah, but, but it also makes it seem like he's the one who figured it out somehow. Yeah, he made the drug. Which seems, like, pretty interesting that he did that, I guess, as a greasy-haired guy who goes on weird expository diatribes. Yes, and also likes to wake up in the desert and float in hallways. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, yeah, so he goes on and on about how he made Wonderland, and Wonderland uh, basically lets him kill people in their dreams because that is the only thing that like moves his needle anymore. But he also can feel them. Yes. That's the, that's the important thing. He gets to feel them dying, and that is what really, I think, winds him up. Yeah, he gets to feel them dying and or whatever else is going on. Yeah. And so they pan out, and then you see that she's tied up, like, were those, like, were they the Japanese bondage ropes, or are they just, like, regular ropes? I don't remember, like, those red... 
They were just like regular rope. There's no okay. way they're going to spend the money on good ropes. Yeah, I don't remember what those ropes are called. I'm sure one of our listeners does specifically. Specifically do one. Not. Yeah, I do not. Um, well, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> one approaching it from the Japanese side and one of them approaching it from the bondage side. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have varied listeners. We do. It's great. I like that about our listeners. Um, yeah, so presumably he kills her. Yeah. Because when you die in the dream, you die for real, I think. Yes. yes. It's heavily applied. Yes. Movie, not big on definitive statements. No, 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 no. Why would for... we... Why would we have anything to say with a movie film, Chris? Come on. You know, for a movie that's mostly exposition, sure ain't got much to fucking say. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the movies that say nothing the loudest are usually the ones that have the least to say. And uh, so she's she's dead now. Yep, she gone. And I is this when he wakes up in the fucking desert or whatever the fuck? Yes, this is when he wakes up in the desert and just starts walking home. Yeah, to not desert, which. It, is weird because later on we find out that he's not supposed to like be able to sense the people he who take Wonderland more than like fifteen feet away. Yeah. So oh. either he was, she was in the desert with him, and that was all a dreamscape of a boiler room, or he's not actually in the desert. We're just seeing him in the desert. Who the fuck knows with this movie? It's fair. Yeah. And then uh, we meet up with the girl in the hoodie. Yes. Is she in the church? Uh, no, she's getting... She's she's in her... She's like, where is she? She's somewhere, and the cops catch her. Catch no, up she, was her. At, she was at church. She leaves the church, heads out up to the top of a building for some reason... And yeah, that is where Al Snow finds her. Yeah, and does not deliver a suplex, body slam, rolling elbow, or anything to her. Yeah, head is not with him. You know, I don't know what Al Snow's finisher is. Sorry, I don't recall. I recall he had head for a long time. He was part of the job squad. <laughs> so he won a lot of matches then. Uh, it was, it was the attitude era. It was a different time. Uh, I missed that. I completely missed the attitude and ruthless aggression eras. He was one of the first, uh, hardcore champions, or nice. at least was a big player in that when they did that all the time. Nice. To Maybe it was a- the originator of the 24 seven concept of it. Huh? Back then. Don't recall. Wow. Is the 24 seven title changed its meaning now? <laughs> It is a literally a comedy show around that title now, which is fine because wrestling's ridiculous. You can have some ridiculous segments related to it. It's good. fair, yeah. Um, um, but Al Snow, Detective Al Snow, yeah. Which we're talking about him like he's the main person, but he says literally four words in this whole movie. Yeah. Now that the other detective says much more, but they're looking for her friend Alice. Yeah, which uh, I believe is the dead one. I think that is meant to be the lady from the beginning of the movie, yes. 
And they're like, she's like, I didn't kill her. She's like, well, no, we don't think you killed her. We think we know who did it, but we need your help to find them. And she's like, I don't know shit. Leave me alone. And they're like, well, you do the, you do the drugs. So we thought you might know her. And she's like, I don't do the drugs. Cause yeah. you don't tell the cops that you do drugs. That's always a bad idea. Yeah, but she doesn't do the Wonderland. She does, quote, cocaine, end quote. <laughs> Only cocaine. Only cocaine. I mean, if it's good enough for Eric Clapton, it's good enough for me. And then she, she, she basically tells the cops to fucking fuck off. Yeah. Pound sand, flat feet. Yeah. Now, yeah, see... And then we meet up with the guy working at call center. Yeah. Which they do a good job of showing just how fucking soul sucking that job must be. Yeah. It's probably the most accurate portrayal of something in this film. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine working at call center. That's like my worst fucking nightmare. I would probably rather work at a slaughterhouse, literal slaughterhouse than a call center. Yeah. And that's not that is not a hint that I'm starting call center princess or anything. Cuz that would be fucking weird. Wait, what would you talk about call centers? I have that I don't know, do you make prank calls? Like is it like a jerky boys rip off? I don't know. <laughs> Fake customer service calls. Yeah. I I'm not calling you about your car warranty. <laughs> Got him. Did you, did you see the way he hung up immediately because he didn't want to put up with my nonsense? <laughs> Played right into my hand, he did. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, no, that that job looks fucking horrible. And he gets into the elevator and some dude gets into the elevator with him. And he's got like a fucking soul patch. The other one, the second guy who's like a supervisor or something. He's like, Hey, did you hear Bob left? There's just, that means there's a sweet supervisor position opening. And you're like, I couldn't tell if he was trying to imply that soul patch was trying to imply that he was going to get the job or he was trying to tell drone the, you know, tall, skinny drone guy that he, to, to apply for the position. I couldn't tell what was even intended there. I think it was to reinforce the fact that drone guy was a, fucking loser asshole. Okay. Because he was going to get that sick-ass call center promotion. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, then he goes for a run? Sure. At some point, he goes for a run. Drone does. Yeah. And he takes off his shirt, and he's got, like, no muscle mass at all. No mass in general. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that, like, that's kind of how I was built like as a 10 year old when like I had no body fat because my metabolism was ki- metabolism was kicking up, but I hadn't put on any muscle yet because my testosterone had not caught up yet. Yeah. Dude looks like he's a buck 30, like soaking <laughs> wet, but he's like six foot four, a buck 30. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a strong breeze would destroy him. Yeah. Like the Santa Ana winds would just wreck him. Yeah. Snap him right in the, right at the <laughs> spine. Just curse snap. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, wow, he is not impressive, which fine, whatever. Like, I mean, everyone's got different body types, but like they definitely were trying to just show that he was 
like he was like the ultimate nerdlinger kind of guy. Yeah. Like there's nothing going for him. Yeah. And then we we cut to the the girl tied up in the bathtub, the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Alice. Sure. No, no, I remember that because her name was Alice. Because later on in the movie, he keeps saying Alice to her over and over again because the movie's called Wonderland. Get it? So Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I don't Fuck. get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like this goes beyond ham fisted. This is like pork bellied. And uh, we learn from the greasy guy. Yep. Who's greasy talking exposition. to the, the, the feather eye lady. Yeah, there's a lady. She's got some fancy eye makeup going on. Who maybe exists. Maybe, maybe. doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. He can sense, and it's weird because like he can, he's in the hallway of the building because they're not allowed inside private rooms in this building. And he's like, I can feel her like you know, like normally I could feel like people like five, ten, fifteen feet away, but she's two floors up, which is like fucking twenty feet. Yeah, like as the crow flies. You know, it's like, oh no, fifteen feet, like twenty feet's way too far. I can go fifteen feet, but not twenty. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, that's like, if it'd been like, she's like six floors up and I can feel her, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense that you'd be shocked by that. But, oh, no, no. It's like one an increment of like one third bigger than your max. That's not that shocking. Yeah. It's like, my car, it caps out at 60 miles an hour. It's like, oh, yeah? Mine caps out at 78. When the flesh doesn't just peel from your skin immediately. <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, fuck, dude. Come on. When I hit the mitro boost, it goes from 120 to 125. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Oh, so many things wrong with this movie. Yeah, it's like they couldn't even come up with, like, an exciting increment of, like, extraness. <laughs> it's just like, oh, like, what's the bare minimum of five feet? Five five feet. Yeah. Battery doesn't comprehend how tall a story is. Probably the, mostly that second part. Probably. Like, oh, it's like, yeah, floors. Like, it's like 20 feet, right? Minimum between floors. Yeah. It's, what, what's the average height of a room? 30, 40 feet, probably? Yeah, that seems right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. And so it's like the blonde ladies wandering around on top of the roof contemplating suicide. Yeah, he can he can sense that, and then he coaxes her into her room to the bathroom. She the bath. Well, he coaxes her into the motel room, but we don't see what's going on. Right. Except for she goes there and then knows because she she's staring at the glitter hookah girl. Yeah, there's a bare-chested, glitter-covered lady smoking a hookah in this movie that just shows up in random flashes. Yeah, I figure she's the caterpillar because hookahs. Yeah, or, or a satyr. I think someone's a satyr in this movie, too, according to the credits. I don't fucking remember. I remember the satyr from uh, the voyeurs much better than I remember the satyr from this movie. That's fair. Yeah. And, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so she finds like the hookah lady, and then ends up in, tied up in a bathtub at some point. That's where she is in the real world. Oh yes, not the dream world, which is full of suicidal thoughts and hookah women. Yep, suicidal tendencies, and I don't know any bands that have hookah in the name. Uh, hookah stank. <laughs> Yes. Hookah Stank would, would actually probably be a good band. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's my fish cover band. Yeah. <laughs> Hookah Stank, it would be a good fish cover band. <laughs> I saw them open for fish in Chicago. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I don't, so at some point, it's implied that scrawny guy takes some um, wonderland yeah drone drone guy takes some and i don't know we they cut to some kind of club where there's a lady in white so okay oh, well first I, i'm so for, lost now so after the bathtub girl has her dream sequence Oh, so after Tub Girl has her dream sequence. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Um, <laughs> we cut to Goatsy. Yeah, we cut to Goatsy. <laughs> Have a lemon party. Yeah. And we, <laughs> and we then we go to Meat Spin. <laughs> yeah. And then Special Fried Rice. All, all your favorites are here. <laughs> and the so Cop Guy goes to talk to hoodie girl mm-hmm. um she freaks out on account of she's on all that cocaine yes the cocaine um shoots him i think through a door that Maybe. sounds right i don't fucking remember like literally i don't remember anything about this part of the movie she shoots the cop guy and then is abducted and then we were we're like seeing flashbacks of drone guy who was at the bar who was making eyes or being jealous towards a dude and a lady. And the lady's like in a white dress. Oh, she, I think it's implied. It's the roommate of hoodie. Alice. Maybe. Nah, I don't don't remember. The important thing is that he gets beat up by the guy for eye making eyes at his lady. Okay. And then Feather. And to to quote the refreshments, you know, I still don't think that much of your girlfriend. (laughs) And then uh, the Feather feather Eye Lady is all like, hey, man, like, that fucking sucks the way that you just got beat up. Why don't you come with me and I'll give you a pill or something. And then he's abducted. And a back massage. So now they're both abducted, and then they go into the Wonderland, and that's where he's in the dream sequence, where he's now dressed up. Like Agent Smith. Yeah, by what somebody in 2009 must have thought was cool. Well, (laughs) ten years after the Matrix, yes, they did think that was cool. And he takes, that's where he's, he's got the lady in the karaoke room. Yeah. And... He she he has her flayed a gun before shooting her. Yeah, like not like not like 
forces her to do it. Just kind of like it just kind of happens. Yeah, I mean, it seems consensual enough. Yeah, like, I mean, she seems to be into it, and then he just pulls the trigger because he's in, like, psycho killer expositions. Yeah. Cas- you know, Cascasse or whatever. Yeah, and this is this makes Greasy Dude happy because, like, he's digging the, like, first-time murder vibes this guy's giving off. Yeah. It really takes Mur- him back. I think you mean murderly Erdler vibes, Chris. That's... This movie's not worth additional syllables. <laughs> I know, but I can't not do the bit. That's fair. <laughs> and um But but drone is now he now he feels bad on account of he dream killed her. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I would probably feel kind of shitty if I killed someone in a dream. And he goes to leave um and he gets in the nicest sports car they could find somebody that they knew who had who would let them borrow it for a night. Yeah, so it's like a Miata. Yeah, it's it's like a 2002 Thunderbird or like a Firebird or something. Like it's <laughs> it's a real trash sports car, but yeah. it's an IROC Z. Yeah, and uh, he somehow meets up with Hoodie. Yeah, he finds her, and then yeah, he finds her in the dream world. Yeah, so now they're both in the same shared dream world. And he, he's he got the readme book that he found, and he's all like, it tells him about lucid dreams. Yeah. Where, like, you, which they, they fucking explain what lucid dreaming is, like, in a title card in this movie. Who the fuck doesn't know what a lucid dream is? I mean, how are they going to explain lucid dreaming in two separate points in this film and not bother to even try to explain how the fuck any of this is working with the brain pills and everything. Yeah. The brain Viagra. Yeah. I don't know if I can know. It's like, yeah, lucid dreamy when you're aware it's a dream, but you can control the dream because you're awake. You're aware of it, but you're not awake. Yes. Well, thank I mean, you. I know what the fuck lucid dreaming is. I've known since like 1997. Well, oh, I mean, I imagine the target audience for this film probably isn't allowed to cross the street by themselves yet, much less know what lucid dreaming is. What the fu- who the fuck is the target audience of this film? I don't even know. Um, I did the, the writers and director when they were 14 is my I guess. Mean, all I can think of is the dudes who like jerk off to like the vampire, the masquerade first edition books. No, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> well, I thought, sorry, Chris, I thought you at least would do the second edition. <laughs> Maybe revised. I don't know. You know, then there's V20 and now there's Vampire 5th Edition. Oh, and now things are going to get real spotty on the recollectioning because yeah. the shit does, just stops. Well, they they end up running from someone or something. I don't remember what. Well, it's because Greasy Guy shows up in the dream... Ah, yes. With two guns to shoot them, I guess? He's got to go full John Woo on them. Yeah, there's doves and shit. It's amazing. Yeah, I wish. Um, Yeah, no. So, and then, so, fucking Drone's like, oh, yeah, I read read my book about this. So, he, like, teleports her away from there with his dream brain. Yeah. And she just, like, stutters, like, picture stutters and then disappears. 
which was it wasn't a terrible effect. It was kind of okay. Yeah, but in fairness, he only teleports her like twenty three feet. It's his first time, Chris. Come on. I guess that's true. If I could teleport somebody twenty three feet my first time, that's probably actually pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, especially if it was like twenty three feet straight up. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Two floors. That's that's at least two floors. <laughs> um, she escapes, and so so does he, because he teleports himself back to his sick ass Firebird. That's right. And he takes off, peels out of there. Yep. Zoom, zoom. Yeah. Um, Alice is now something about yes. cocaine. I don't know. Fuck. I, I don't fucking know. There's like flashes to like the gold colored glitter titted lady. Oh, uh, yeah. She's also there because Alice has to like defeat her, her true self or, or something. And, she like claws her mouth out and then turns into the glitter titty lady. Okay. It happens. That I don't I don't know. It happened. That's fine. I don't fucking remember. That very well. I, that's later probably. I don't know. I don't know either. Like this movie is Jesus Christ. It's almost impossible to understand what's happening. Yeah. And I don't know like a bunch like there's a bunch of fucking talking like between like greasy exposition and bird feather eyed lady and who were possibly the same person just to throw that out there. Well, not yet. We don't, they don't apply that yet. And we're, I'm going to get there soon. Cause I don't remember what the fuck else happens in this movie. Cause basically bird eyed lady tracks down. Um, I think Rosa was her name in the movie. Uh, Alice's friend, the one who we haven't given her a name. Um, I keep calling her hoodie. Yeah. Hoodie lady. She tracks down a hoodie lady in a parking garage because again, public space um, or publicly accessible space. Um, And they have some kind of what's meant to be probably an important chat with each other. But fuck if I cared what anyone said in that portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh. that's when she's like, I, it, it kind of like strikes a pose and implies that she's also greasy exposition. Yeah. Cause this is the dream world right now. Yeah. And at some point drone has freed himself from the dream world and he, is now shirtlessly running around trying to find greasy, greasy hair in real life, not in the dream life where he's, I think the eyeball, the feather eyeball lady, probably. Right. Or is it? Greasy is the uh, feather eyeball lady, not drone. Right. Yeah. Sure. Your your antecedents got confused there, Chris. Yeah, that's fair. Manage your pronouns properly. I can't. Not not in this particular (laughs) instance. I'm still not 100% sure which is the dream world and which isn't. I'm not sure it fucking matters. That's the other part of this movie. Uh, anyway, so um, Hoodie and Bird Makeup Lady have a fight? Well, first first is when the, the Alice kills the, the 
the hookah girl in her dream and then takes over as hookah girl only to be not choked, but have her throat ripped out in the bathtub yeah. in the real world. And then she dies. Cause I don't know. For sure. Yeah. She dies. I yeah. She did. She, she did. Yeah. That's all. That's all that really matters is Alice is dead. Yeah. And then that's when they have no the trademark, no trademark infringement intended. And this is when in the dream world, they're having the the fight with the mall ninja swords and the fucking broomstick. Yeah. Yeah. For I don't know, control something. Or, or, for your life? I don't fucking know. Because if you die in the dream, you die for reals. Yeah, if you die in the dream, you poop for real. Yeah. And so that happens. Yeah. And they're, well, they're, that is well, but while that's happening, uh-huh. Drone is figuring out where shit's going down and finds Greasy Exposition in the hallway. Yeah, it's his favorite hallway, though. I mean, in fairness, yeah. yeah and there's we skipped all the weird stutter step meditation bullshit that happens in the hallway for no fucking reason. Oh wait, there was the guy who shows up for that one scene and never again, who's got. I, I don't know who he was. He was just, he was there, and it sure was shot like I should have known who that was or why he was important. Uh, I knew neither of those things. <laughs> I don't fucking remember that guy at all. He he comes down the stairs like on his hands and knees, head first down the stairs. <sighs> Maybe it was just to imply that Greasy Exposition was controlling him in some way. I don't fucking know. Yeah, and this was after after Hoodie had rolled around in uh, what was clearly like a half pound of sugar crystals that was supposed to be cocaine. Yeah. And and then they went to the parking garage. Don't worry. It doesn't matter that this isn't where it goes in the film because it doesn't make any more or less sense for me to put it here. Correct. We could have, we could have, you know what? If you were to take this, this episode, chop it up into 15 second chunks and then just randomly rearrange it, it will make, just as much sense. Maybe more. Maybe more. So get on that, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so drones now in the hallway fighting with Greasy, Greasy Hair. Exposition. Yeah. Um he stabs Greasy Hair in the guts. The gutty works. Yeah. What makes the Feather Eye Lady, her guts catch on fire in the dream world. Right. Because it also, if you die in the real world, you die in the dream, apparently. so That's, That makes no sense at all. It's a two-way street there, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. And uh, then... What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. But also, like, uh, the, the other girl, Hoodie, Rosa, whatever, she also was yeah. stabbed at some point. Yeah. Yeah, she was stabbed by mall swords. Yeah, but in the real world? No, I think in the dream world. Either way, she's dying also. Yeah, she is in the process of expiring. Yeah. And uh, somehow or another, Greasy Hair manages to fucking mind meld drone guy. Well, because of he probably still had some like Wonderland in his system. 
even though he was like mostly operating in the conscious world. Yeah, but he somehow like jumped consciousness and took over. Oh yeah, he like totally followed him. Yeah, like, and then he then he gives a little speech about how, you know, like he's invincible now, basically, like yeah. de-, de facto invincible. He is Boris. He is invincible. Yeah, and he's gonna jump from body to body, never knowing which leap will be the leap that takes him home. <laughs> nice. And that's how this movie fucking ends. Yeah, and then there's inexplicably like six minutes of credits on this fucking thing. I don't even know how the fuck that's possible. I refuse to watch it. It contains one credit that made me recommend this movie, Chris, and that is the fact that Jimmy Screamerclaws, who is the writer-director for Where the Dead Go to Die, did the music and apparently wrote some of this movie. Yeah. And And I was like, if it's got Jimmy Screamer Claws in it, it's going on this podcast because I hate life. Yeah, I mean, this is no Where the Dead Go to Die, but... Thankfully. Thankfully, it's more boring than Where the Dead Go to Die. Yeah. I would rather be bored than that. That's fair. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Um, I, I want to buy it on DVD... So I can throw it in a fire and record it. Chris, I, I own this on Blu-ray. I got this via horror pack. That's how I found this movie. I will mail you that Blu-ray if you will record yourself burning it in a fire. I will 100% set it on fire. Nice. I All have right. a nice fire pit in my backyard. I will I will send you that Blu-ray. Yeah. I will burn this thing. No, burn no worries. I will record me burning it, and I will I will email it to Jimmy Screamer Claws at yahoo.com, which I assume is his email address. No, no, you know he's rocking hotmail. Yes. <laughs> um, this this movie's not very good. It's short, at least. I. It, it's just boring and confusing like there was about six minutes worth of narrative here and i guess they thought they were just gonna pad it out with al snow being in it for two minutes and like inexplicable long-winded tirades about the fucking nature of consciousness and fucking shit but it all just it all just comes off as some like like high school ass shit you think is profound because you're high at Denny's when you're 20 years old like it's all the same shit we've all thought a thousand fucking times but like just because you're the first first time you thought of it you think it's amazing it's like masturbation yeah nah fam like we all did that already yeah I mean I think I think the people in it did the best they could do with what they were given. Like, I don't think the acting is terrible. Drone and Rose are, or Drone and Hoodie are both pretty good in it. And Greasy Hair Guy, he's not bad. Like, he's sufficiently oh, unpleasant. I couldn't fucking stand him. Like, yeah. I, I would have just thrown him off of a building and been happy about it. And, That's... but, and the, the fucking, and the guy in the elevator with like about talking about the sweet supervisor position, like he didn't look to me like he belonged in an office building at all. I, there were a couple casting choices. I was like, 
I guess, I guess you were what they had, so they used you, but really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not a very good, it's not a very good story. Like, I think the, the movie itself, not narratively, like, it looks fine. I mean, it looks like an indie movie from the 2000s. Yeah, it looks cheap as shit, but it's fine. It's just so convoluted for no fucking reason like there there's a version of this that is way more straightforward that at least is it's still not good but at least you could fucking follow it at least you could tangibly say oh I didn't like this for this reason instead of just like I don't know it's a sloppy fucking mess of a goddamn thing like Oh no! So Chris, the issue, one of the issues is, is that Greasy Exposition is the director of the movie. Ah, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, and he is a year older than I am. And how the fuck in 2011 he made this sophomore piece of crap? I don't understand. Yeah, that actually makes a, makes a lot of things make sense. So yeah, this he was really trying to get this out there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't watch it. No. I paid no dollars to watch this and I still feel ripped off. What do you think, Troy? Um I think I'm on record already as not liking this movie. True. Um I don't remember honestly, I don't remember why the fuck I didn't like this movie because I couldn't remember anything about this movie other than the dude in the hallway meditating. Literally the only thing I remembered about this movie from the first time I watched it a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know. This movie's bad. It's very bad. I don't know like if they thought they were going for some kind of giallo thing and just didn't know how to execute it. I don't know if we were supposed to care if whether or not we were in the real world or the dream world. And if that was supposed to be like some kind of tension-filled thing for me and i just didn't give i gave like absolutely zero fucks like zero kelvin amount of fucks of this about that i don't i don't fucking know like this this movie's bad don't watch it i kind of wanted to inflict it on hotlanta too but i can't now maybe we can convince him to watch it in this week somehow um yeah no don't don't watch this movie especially in a way that gives these people money because it does not deserve money. Yeah, just steal it. Yeah, don't don't do anything with it. Just steal it. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch it. Just steal it. Yeah, just take it. Just so you know that that's one sale they aren't going to get. <laughs> uh, so Chris, uh, what are we watching next week? Oh, we are watching. Let's see if I can remember. The Long Night, I think. Yeah, the 2022 one, because I went on IMDb, IMDb to look up The Long Night. There's like 17 different fucking movies called The Long Night. One of them also known as The Rabid Grannies, which is a trauma film shot with French actors, but in English. Sounds amazing. Yeah, that's not what we're watching. We're watching the one with Scout Taylor Compton in it, uh, as suggested to us by Kylie. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what if other people would like to recommend us things or send me things to burn? How would they do that? (laughs) 
Well, they can reach out to you on Facebook, where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, they could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. They could email us at uh, Podcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess. Slaughterhouse, no, Slaughter Princess, no, Battles and Princess. That sounds like something I'd do. Fuck if I remember. Uh, they could go to our subreddit r slash shp r slash shp podcast which is generally just uh the auto postings of these episodes i think it broke but i haven't bothered to fix it okay good i'm glad but i think i will get mod mail if anyone posts there and i will happily respond to you if you post there um otherwise they could uh listen to us in various ways most of them involving podcast aggregators which we all know and love uh you could tell your uh your amazon echo to play slaughterhouse princess podcast on tune in because uh well as much as i love uh virtual bird and her uh song slaughterhouse princess if you ask your echo for slaughterhouse princess it's gonna play that not our podcast yeah uh, but shout out, shout out to Jane for for her recent album release. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jane's Dysphoria is real good. Agreed. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Empty Chest. However, New Skin has some great horror vibes to it. I also like New Skin. I want New Skin. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That bit is so good. Um, but yes. Uh, also, I don't just go to slarspinches.com. Look up shit there that you need to find out. I will point you towards patreon.slarsprincess.com and store.slarsprincess.com if you want to give us money in some way. Uh, and if you go to patreon.slarsprincess.com and pledge, hey, you get access to our, the Patreon channel or Discord where we post pictures of us podcasting. Yeah. Generally what that is right now. That's... It may change. It evolves over time. Whatever weird shit we decide to do there. Yeah, sometimes it's things. Sometimes it's stuff. Exactly. Sometimes it's what you call it. So come back next time for the long night. And what other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Oh, how would you rate Wonderland? One. Great. There we go.